Neves Solicitors are proud to sponsor The Parent Show. The friendly team at Neves includes specialists who can guide you through all the legal ups and downs of family life. Visit nevesolicitors.co.uk. Neves Solicitors, your complete legal solution. Welcome to The Parent Show on Radio Verulam 92.6 FM. I'm Lydia Elcourie. Good evening, I'm Seema Barker. So tonight's show is kind of the second part of a show, of last week's show as well, about a phenomenal event that's taking place on our doorstep this coming weekend and it's called the Sandringham Mental Health Conference and it's on the 24th, 25th in Sandringham School and if you haven't heard about it, you must be living under a stone we think <laughs> because yeah. it is there's so much talk about it because it was such a phenomenal success last year and indeed this year there are even bigger speakers than there were last year so I'm really delighted we'll have Debbie Roberts from YC joining us in just a few minutes and of course she it is the brainchild of hers and she'll be talking to us a little bit about the speakers whetting your appetite for um, the amazing uh, talks workshops um, that'll be taking place um, in the over over 48 hours right on our doorstep. It's the kind of conference you expect to be in London. Yeah. Not in lovely little things. Well, I think because of the, the level of the expertise that's there. Yeah. That, that's what's so amazing about it, yeah. which is why we really do want our listeners to have a chance to, to hear what's going on and, and, and go. Absolutely. Now, Seema, have you ever had a big life decision to make? Really? Really? Yes. <laughs> Just in my, in my, what, what am I, in my 20s, 30s? Yeah, I've had a few of them. And and have you ever realised that you didn't get the outcome you wanted? Well, maybe just once or twice. And maybe, maybe you're somebody who'd avoid making the decision at all costs, leaving it to somebody else? God, if only I knew somebody who could help me make those decisions. Well, it happens. As it happens. We've Dr. Alan Barnard, who's joining us this evening, and he's one of the leading world's leading decision scientists. So we're really, really flattered and honoured that he's going to join us on The Parent Show this evening. And then we'll be speaking to Dr. Alison Cowan, who is a local phenomena and a wonderful doctor. She is, um, her particular interest is teen health. So we're really looking forward to talking to her. Yep. And then uh, we'll also be talking to Josh Pellard uh, from Bright Futures. That's the first organization set up to support young people who are forced to take time out from education as a result of mental illness uh, and physical illnesses. So that is, um, you know, that's a real first and something we're really interested to hear about tonight. Absolutely. And to round up the show, we're going to talk to a local mom, Danielle Wallington, and she has a new company called Mill and Biz, and she'll be telling us all about that. Because I have to say, the name doesn't give it away completely. I think she'll explain that to great. us. Great. Great stuff. Great. But let's start the ball rolling um, by speaking to Debbie Roberts from YC Hertfordshire. How are you? Re- how are you, Debbie? I'm fine. How are you? No stress, like three days Yay. before a huge conference like this. getting really excited now. Yeah, fantastic. And so you <laughs> You should. I mean, it's such an amazing lineup. It really is. I, I, I still can't get over the fact that people have flown in from America, Mexico, Poland, South Africa, uh, and all over the UK. We are really fortunate. Absolutely. Now, let's just go back to the basics. Explain to our listeners, to our parents, who's it for? Who's the conference for? The conference is for parents, it's for students. Uh, 12 years and above and it's also for professionals we have three streams running simultaneously throughout the day Um, but it's a really good chance to network to speak to people just to come together and share this time um, 
and learn from everyone. The feedback last year was phenomenal, wasn't it, really? You were kind of inundated with with positive feedback from people who, who came along. Oh, that's really nice of you. Yes, we were. It was, um, it was interesting because for us it was just obvious to do what we were doing, but a lot of people said, who'd have thought to put professionals and parents and students together? But, but yeah, like I say, we just thought, well, you have to. They're all working together. So, uh, so we've done it again this year. Brilliant. That's great. So it's over two days. Yes, so it's it Saturday is. and Sunday. Yeah. We spoke last week a bit about Saturday. Give us a bit more detail about Sunday. Right. So you don't have to come for both days, just to say. Sunday, uh, there are a number of free uh, workshops going on and talks. There's, uh, there are some talks that are an additional cost. Uh, but that's all on our website, but I can talk you through some of the great things we've got. So the Ollie Foundation have donated um, a Safe Talk training. So for anyone out there that wants to just feel more confident around those conversations with people when they might be struggling with, with uh, yeah, well, we don't know what really, but if they're worried, this training will, will definitely help them um, to know what to say and how to support someone. And if someone was to say that they were feeling suicidal, you will know what to do after this talk. We've also got Alan Bernard, who you mentioned earlier, who's doing a full day training, but I'm going to let him talk about that. Um, then we've got so many other people. We've got an amazing, uh, we've got a lovely thing going. So if anyone knits or would love to know how to knit, we've got a lady coming, we've got a little workshop. Um, she works for an, orga well, not works for an organisation, she volunteers um, and it's uh, an event next weekend where she's going to be um, donating knitted scarves to the homeless. So if anyone would like to come and do that, just come and hang out with us. Brilliant. Um, we've got a number of, uh, we spoke last week with Nicole, so we've got a number of uh, her workshops, um, particularly around anxiety and how we can use yoga to support that. And then a lovely session that she does for people who have autism or who work with people who or live with people who have autism and how to use yoga um, for those people too. Fantastic. What else do we have on? Well, we've got a number of, um, we've got Faye um, coming along to give a workshop called Struggle and Survival Strategies. So she's going to share a number of tools and techniques to challenge and change and help us through uh, extreme adversity. So that sounds very interesting. Kate Black, who's a, a local clinical nutritionist, she's going to come along and talk about nutrition and lifestyle medicine, particularly around stress and how we can use it to support us. Got a fantastic lady called Rihanna Price. Um, now, if you don't like public speaking... Uh, this lady's going to sort you out. Uh, she's a lovely, lo lovely young lady, and she's she's actually doing some talks on Saturday as well. So she's a lot of fun. Uh, the knitting drop-in that I've already mentioned, the sixty, it's actually for the charity is sixty-seven blankets for Nelson, Nelson Mandela Day. Uh, so if you want to look that up, you can find out all about it. Um, Alison Craft is going to be working with people who have dyslexia. Um, so that's another really interesting workshop uh, that we, we hope people will enjoy. And it is, of course, for all ages, isn't it, Debbie, the, the entire workshop? You've even, you're even catering for early years. Yeah, absolutely. So on Saturday, we've got some uh, one of the world's leading experts in early education, Galina Dolia. She does not often talk in England. So I encourage anyone who's interested in education or has little ones, come along uh, and hear from her.
And of course, even if you have little ones, I mean, other talks and workshops that are on offer, they mightn't be applicable right now, but forearmed is forewarned, warned, isn't it? You know, so the more you get to hear in the early years, I think the more it has time to percolate. And yeah, um, and and one of the things we're looking at this year um, in quite a lot of detail is actually the transition from year 11 into sixth form and then on to university. We feel there's a real gap there. So we've got any number of talks to prepare both students and parents for that. Yeah, because let's let's face it, it isn't just the students who struggle, it is the parents too, you know, letting go is a bit bit tricky too. Yes. Yes. Brilliant, that's great. And I have to say, it's phenomenally good value. It really is. I mean, 60 talks and workshops over the weekend. Yeah, yeah. And it's I mean, the the price, I think, is incredibly reasonable. It's free for students. Free for students, £25 for parents, £45 for professionals. That price includes lunch on Saturday as well. Um, And as I say, all those workshops and talks. Yeah, you're totally armed armed for the coming few years, absolutely, on the back of, of one weekend. That's fantastic. So people can still buy tickets. There are still some left, but they'd want to get in quickly, right, Debbie? Yeah, we've got a handful of student tickets left, uh, a little more f- uh, for parents. Um, and yes, definitely, if somebody wants to go, just contact us. Because I, I think... We will find you a space. This time last year it was sold out, so I, I'd yeah. advise parents to get get moving. Thank you, yes. Fantastic. Debbie, we'll come back to you over the course of the show, but we want to move on to uh, one of the speakers that you mentioned, Dr. Alan Bernard, who is on the phone joining us now. Hello, Alan, how are you? I'm really good. Thank you very much for the invitation. You're literally hot off the plane from South Africa. Actually from Seattle. From Seattle. Okay, so that's so you're completely jet lagged as well as everything else. I thought you were safe from South Africa, but no. <laughs> well it's lovely to have you on the parents show. And just to give our I just want to give our, our listeners a little bit of background. Alan, you created the Odyssey Decision Maker Masterclass program, which is based on behavioural economics and positive psychology. Now, this program is normally attended by executives who want to make better, faster, more effective decisions. But evidence has shown that the same process is very effective for those supporting for supporting those who struggle with stress, anxiety and even suicidal ideation. So even when there's no mental health present. So this has led you to develop the Harmony Decision Maker app, uh, which people can download and it helps with decision making. So how can the app tell us how can the app help us with decision making, Alan? Well, the, the app basically just guides users through five simple steps. And what we've done over the last 20 to 30 years is we've been doing research on why good people make and often repeat bad decisions. And it turns out that there's five common decision mistakes that can cause us to make or repeat a bad decision. And all that the app does is it guides you through the process of just answering questions in each of these five steps. And by answering those questions, the user ends up avoiding these five common mistakes. And that then helps them at the end of the day to make better, faster decisions when it really matters. And that part is really important when I say when it really matters because most of the decisions we make, you know, every day, and there's about 35,000 of those or so that we make sort of semi-conscious what we're wearing, what we're eating, where we're going, etc., are not really consequential. But there's a few that really make can make a difference whether we get them right or wrong. And the app is really to help us with those important decisions that if we get them right or wrong can have a big impact on our life or our business. 
Interesting, Alan. And and you said that you've been doing this research for twenty to thirty years. Um, the app. How long has the app actually been uh, about? And and what kind of results have you seen uh, it getting? Sure. Well, I started my my research when I did my PhD in two thousand and five, and we first created the process. This process, five step process. It's called the Procon Cloud method. It sort of builds on or is an evolution to the traditional Procon method that everybody uses sort of keeping their benefits but uh, addressing the fundamental limitations that that method has. And then we created the Odyssey program to see if we could train people on it. And then uh, once we were confident that the process really works and that it, uh, it can be trained, you know, from young and old, uh, then we, we created an app. And the app just helps to streamline the process. So, so far we've got close to 10,000 users around the world in about 60 countries literally ranging from young to old. I think our youngest so far has been seven, and the oldest about 76. And they all really use the app for just one purpose, which is why we created the app, which is to help us find and overcome limiting beliefs that can cause us either to procrastinate on making those mm. changes or choices that we probably know are good for us, or on the other side, we sometimes overreact and we make changes or choices that end up being bad for us or those that we care about our organization. And, and the app is really intended to focus directly on trying to prevent those types of mistakes. And, and we've had some amazing results already. Um, we've had a student uh, recently, you know, that was really struggling with depression. And mm. as I was using the app, the app helps to look at situations very objectively. It says, look, to make sure you don't overreact, make sure that you haven't exaggerated, you know, the, the negatives or the frustrations or expectations. And to make sure you don't underreact, make sure you haven't exaggerated some fears of loss or risk. And the app helped them to look much more objectively, and they found out that when that happens, their anxiety dramatically reduces, which is one of the main causes for their depression. Right. Um, yeah, and so and so, does it also help as they become more used to using the app? I'm just wondering, do the five steps then help to give them more confidence with dealing with stressful situations, perhaps? Absolutely. I think what, what exaggerates the, 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 the anxiety is often when we feel like we're not in control. Uh, it, it's almost, you know, uh, uh, my two boys, they're part of my app testing team. They're 11 and 12, and I've been using them to really understand behind it. You know, when... when two boys or girls, you know, they're fighting, you know, it's like brothers and sisters, they're fighting. And you ask them, like, why did you push your brother? And they say, I don't know. And then we say, no, but why did you do it? Well, their answer is actually quite accurate in that they don't really know. And that's the problem that we have is most of our decision-making is action fully automatic mode. Yeah. And we don't realize that we are in fully automatic mode, which can cause us to over or underreact. And all that the app does is it helps us to slow down our thinking just a little bit, just enough, so that we don't make those mistakes. And, and once we get into the habit of saying, look, this is really an important decision, it, it really feels like it's a dark cloud that's hanging over me, let me just use the app and it starts making me feel more in control of my own thinking and decision making. And that we've seen has had a big impact on, on the anxiety and stress that often is... is uh, below the depression that we see yeah no that that i mean it does seem to make quite a lot of sense um now 
you talk about giving us more control what about situations where people might not feel in control they might not actually be in control because there's obviously another person involved so perhaps where someone's being bullied could could the app you know does it does it have any bearing on those kind of situations yes we we had one of our earliest examples i i remember so vividly was you know parents that that uh, um spoke to me and said, look, I, I heard that you're running this program and normally there's adults, but would you mind if I send my child to it? He will just sit there and observe, but he's got some real issues at school. He's being bullied. And this kid was a very bright kid, but, you know, he didn't know what to do. And, and um, he was using the app to look at what's his options. And the option is, you know, fight back or tell a teacher versus keep on just taking it. Uh, and what the app does is it says, okay, so you've got these two options, but also think about it from the one that you blame, in this case, the person that's bullying you. And the app helps you to put yourself in their shoes and say, but why are they doing it? Are they really ignorant of the positives of stopping, you know, uh, or the negatives if they continue, that they might get into a lot of trouble, and often they're very much aware of that. Why they keep on doing it is that there is some positive that's being satisfied by bullying you, or some fear of a negative if they stop. And mm-hmm. what this kid did, that he actually, you know, tried to put himself in the bully shoes, fold in the, the little diagram in the app, and then had the courage to actually go to the bully to say, look, this is a lose-lose at the moment, you know. Yeah. Um, have I gotten it right here? Did I miss anything? And, you know, it was fantastic because the the the... the, the this, this young kid, you know, sent me an email message to say, you know, today he's best friends with his bully because they realized what was happening is the bully, of course, himself had been bullied and been abused, which is often the case. And, and he had learned the wrong lesson from experience, which often happens. He had learned that the best response to these situations is do it to them before they do it to you. Yeah. And and so it sounds like you, the app almost allows people to intervene, perhaps in a circle, you know, in a vicious circle, like to stop something from continuing. Exactly, it, it doesn't just help us to resolve those conflicts we face in terms of dealing with a problem or decision, but also helps us to say, do you blame anybody for the situation? Recently, we had a new mum, you know, and she was really struggling to lose weight after a second baby. And, uh, you know, what are you going to do? Well, go on a diet, don't go on a diet. You know, that's, those are the options normally you, you have. But uh, the app asked her for, so who do you blame for this? And she blamed herself. And so why, why haven't you been able to lose the weight? And what she wrote down was, I just don't have the time to exercise and, and plan my meals. And what's interesting is as soon as you write down one of these assumptions or beliefs, you give your brain the option suddenly to check it and say, but is that really true? You know, there are obviously other mums with many more kids and somehow they make the time and, and can plan their meals. And it was just that trigger of, first of all, exposing the real assumption that she was using as an excuse in this case. Of course, you know, you can have health issues which you need to be checked out, but this is often just coming from some limiting belief or assumption that's blocking us to make the right changes or choices in our life. That it's such a fantastic phenomenon, idea, Alan, and it's and it's so simple at the same time. It's, I, I mean, it's it's great that it's accessible to parents to young people. How can they get the app? Well, the, 
Sorry, Alan, can you um, speak? I think we've lost the volume a little bit. Sure. Oh, uh, brilliant. Is that Excellent. Is that better? Perfect. Yes, so, so what we wanted to do is we, we want to first, you know, get as many people around the world to just use the app. So we've made the app completely free. It's available in four versions. So we have a web app um, that you can go to our, our harmonydoc.com uh, website and you can subscribe to the app there or you can download it from your favorite mobile app store. So we have an iOS version for those with iPhones and iPads. We have an Android version that you can get access into the Google Play Store. And we even have an Amazon version for those that have Fire and Kindle devices. Amazing. That's really, really fantastic. And so just to, to um, tell our listeners, you're going to be in St. Albans this week at the Mental Health Conference. Tell us a little bit about what you're going to do. Sure. Um, I have two sessions there on the Saturday. Um, I'm going to be uh, doing uh, two sessions, in fact, one for, for mainly targeting the professionals and counsellors where I will be sharing with them some of the fascinating science and research behind the development of our, of our app and the, the process behind it, and also show how their patients, if their patients are using the app, their patients can share their analysis with them, so at any point in time they can immediately see which step in the process their patient is, or even if it's parents, you know, their child is, and they can also track the implementation status. So once you've completed you know, your analysis, obviously you've come up with a breakthrough idea. The app has helped you to build a little plan around how to go and implement this idea, to test it, um, and you can actually monitor the implementation progress to see they've not yet started or they're in progress or they've completed all the steps but they haven't yet achieved their outcome or they've actually achieved their outcome. So that's going to be the first session on Saturday. And then the second session will be, you know, directly with parents and, and those that are suffering from, from depression and other mental health issues to, again, share with them, uh, you know, some of, the, some of the interesting research behind this and then share with them some examples of how people have really used it and the, the substantial impact this has had in terms of reducing the, the stress and anxiety that's so common behind our, 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 our depression crisis at the moment. That's wonderful. What a great tool to be offering people. I mean, it, and, and then, of course, on the Sunday, we've yeah. got a full day workshop. It's the first time that I've offered this workshop for free. It's, uh, you know, Debbie approached me a couple of months ago and she was telling me about this amazing uh, you know, conference that she was holding and asked me whether I would consider, you know, do, doing this. And I said, absolutely. You know, this, this is a, an incredible opportunity for us to get direct feedback, you know, both from the professionals and parents and, and people actually that could benefit from the app. The program is open to everybody. It's totally free. So, so even if you have, you know, stressful decisions that you are dealing with at work, uh, you know, other aspects of your life, you're welcome to attend. And uh, it will be an interactive workshop. So they, they, they will actually download the app for free. They will go through the app on any specific issue that they're facing currently or decision that they're facing. And by the end of the day, they will walk away with a, with a clear implementation plan of how to go and address this. That's excellent. And Alan, do you want um, parents or students to register? We've put a link on our web on our Facebook page for parents to pre-register if they want as well for the long for the full day. 
Yes, I, I think it's important because, you know, the, we do have uh, limited space. So, so um, you know, it is going to be open on the first come, first uh, basis. So it'll be great for people to register. But it also just helps us a little bit in terms of our planning to make sure that for, for those that might not be able to download an app or don't have their, their smartphone or, or tablet or computer devices with them, that we can, you know, print out workbooks, etc. So I would really encourage people to to register as, as soon as they can. And just so parents know, if you go to the Parent Show Facebook page, it's talkodyssey.org forward slash odyssey hyphen registration. And um, that's on our Facebook page. And also a short promotional video we've posted earlier today that's on YouTube that gives parents a taste of, of what it's about in, uh, in visual format. So, um, Alan, that sounds like a fantastic and very busy weekend. I hope your jet lag will have subsided <laughs> slightly. No, I, I think, you know, this is when, you, when you're doing things that you're passionate about, then jet lag doesn't feature, as just you probably know, right? Mind so over matter. the flow, and it's just amazing to be able to share this research and the apps and to see how people are actually using it to make better, faster decisions when it really matters in their lives. Well, we're extremely fortunate to be having you coming to St. Albans this weekend. So parents, get your registration out there as quickly as possible. So um, thank you so much for joining us on The Parent Show, that, um, Alan. It's been a great privilege. Thank you so much for the invitation again. All the best. Have a great weekend. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So that's Dr. Alan Bernard. And if anybody wants to see a little bit more information about what we were talking about, just pop along to the fa- uh, to the Facebook page of The Parents Show and you'll see it then. We'll be back in about 60 seconds with Dr. Alison Cowan. The Parents Show is sponsored by Neve Solicitors. Neve Solicitors are proud to sponsor The Parents Show. The friendly team at Neves includes specialists who can guide you through all the legal ups and downs of family life. Visit nevesolicitors.co.uk. Neve Solicitors, your complete legal solution. Online at radioverulam.com and on 92.6 FM. We are the radio station for St. Albans. Radio Verulam. Radio Verulam. The radio station for Marshallswick, Batchwood and Jersey Farm. 92.6 FM. Radio Verulam. Welcome back to The Parents Show on Radio Verulam 92.6 FM. I'm Lydia Elcoury. Good evening. I am Seema Baka. Now, we're moving swiftly on because we've got so many fantastic guests to speak to tonight. And now we're coming back local and we're delighted to be joined in the studio by Dr. Alison Cowan. Hi, Alison. Hi there. How are you doing? Good, thank you. So, Alison's special interest is adolescent health and um, and you're you're trying to improve universal health services, particularly for young people. Alison is c- currently working on developing health a health service embedded in primary care, specifically targeted to young people. And she also delivers a weekly family planning clinic for sexual health, Hertfordshire, and as a mother of three teenage girls. So, so not busy then at all, not maybe, at Alison. All. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. And and tell us, sexual health. Wh- why is it such an important thing and a, and a worry for parents? And tell us what your key messages would be for parents? Sure. I think during the adolescent years, that those are the years that you develop your sexual identity and it's um, especially important, I think, the overriding message 
to parents is really to talk to their um, kids about sexual health. I think we're of a, um, a mistaken opinion that the more um, or the more we talk about sexual health, the more likely we're, we're going to push our young people towards that at an earlier age. And in fact, the exact opposite is true. Those countries where um, we know they have a more open attitude to sexual health, it's introduced earlier in the school curriculum, they have much better sexual health outcomes, um, much lower teenage pregnancy rates. So I think the, the main message is uh, talk to your kids about sexual health um, and empower them, I think, is also um, an important an important um, thing to do. Uh, we know that 36% of 15-year-olds report, have reported having sex, so um, there are a good percentage of um, under-16s having sex, and we know also that a good percentage of those um, regret that decision. So I think in talking to your kids about it, making sure they feel comfortable um, with the decisions that they're making for themselves is key. Um, I think also we know, I mentioned the UK have got quite a high... Um, have got the second highest teenage pregnancy rate in the developed world um, so we know that kids are falling pregnant and again the under 16 year olds are less likely to use contraception so again talking to your young people about using contraception protecting against pregnancy if they are to start having sex and also protecting against um, sexually transmitted infections 25% uh, of all sexually active teens um, contract an STI every year um, and they carry the highest rates of infection. So it's important to um, you know, discuss these issues with, with them. So the ostrich approach doesn't no, work. No, it's <laughs> definitely not the, right, the, not the right approach. But that's great to know. I mean, it is really, it's painful and it's hard to hear what you've told us, but it's good to be armed with that information. So we, we need to kind of, we need to be very realistic about this. So talk us through confidentiality and consent you know I mean we're we're talking about parents when they're asked to wait in the waiting room and how are we going to find out what's going on or should we yeah. even be finding out what's going on well, is that the way to do it it's I mean I think the most important thing is for parents to realize it's not because we don't value their input it's more um, that we're trying to encourage young people to start to um, take ownership for their own health and engage in that um, I, I, I think as well if with the right attitude that young people are likely to involve their parents I'm always delighted if at the sexual health clinic the, the parent is with, there with the young person because it shows they've got that um, good um, sort of talking relationship um, but again having them wait in the waiting room will give the opportunity for that young person to start to um, take ownership and responsibility for their own own health which will help when they finally leave for university or leave leave home it also allows um, allows us to speak more freely with them about things that they may worry might disappoint their parents or they might find um, you know worry that their parents may disapprove um, of some some of the things so it's important that we are able to sort of establish that any risk-taking behaviors and offer the appropriate advice to them mm. And can I just ask, before uh, you mentioned university there, and I think we'd definitely like to ask some questions about being worried about your children going off to university because I suppose they're not children anymore. But before that, if you have a child that's really reluctant to speak about, so, you know, you approach them and you can have a good relationship with your, uh, you know, your, your uh, child, son or daughter, but when you approach them about this kind of conversation, they may be reluctant either because they're embarrassed 
or because they might say, well, it's quite a private thing. Can you give any real tips that, that parents can try to get around, try to encourage their children to talk to them about something that they might not have done before? Yeah, I think I think it is about giving the impression that you're open, you're non-judgmental, you're you're going with an open sheet, and that you're there really to to listen. Um, you won't always have the answers. You might not be able to, um, you know, you might not be able to give them the advice they want to hear. But it's more, it's more about just having that open approach with them. Um, and if you feel um, or get a sense that you, they don't want to open up to you by by introducing the fact that there are people or services out there that they can access to, I think also shows um, that you're very open to that and for them them having the appropriate information and uh, to hand. Yeah. It's it's a tough subject. It really it really is. It really is. And and Alison, we're going to have to get you to come back in a few months and go through all of this in greater detail because there's a lot of hand holding needed for this yeah. for most parents. <laughs> I think. Um, if we're talking about a little bit further down the line, you know, when children when they're adults, aren't they? Are going mm. off to university, but your children are going off to university. Is there anything that they should be thinking about in terms of um, GPs and their health? Yeah, I think it's very important, which is why actually whilst they're still at home, it's good to encourage them um, to, to have a little time with health professionals um, on their own um, in GP appointments, etc. But I, I think that prepares them well for university and to appreciate where they can get that help and um, and advice. So it's not they don't necessarily have to have a problem, but they're a source of information and advice and guidance um, and, and I think again I think it's really important that when um, young people leave for university that they do register with the GP and that they know where their health services are um, not just to access if they have a problem um, but also for that information and advice and um, you know there's a lot of change um, throughout the teenage years and then that compounded with leaving home and the security and the routines you know can be very unsettling so it's even more important that they have access to the appropriate information and advice and to know um, that that's not a sign of weakness but really a sign of strength to draw on on those resources and all part and parcel of making them more resilient um, as opposed to anything else. Brilliant. And of course it makes sense. But I bet that's on nobody's list for when you move. No. They'll have the microwave, you know, the new bed, you name it. But does anybody have contact? Set yourself up with a GP. Absolutely. Oh, no. So important. It, that's right. Some universities at the Freshers' Fair, they'll have GP surgeries there, which I think is fantastic. So it's almost by default that you're, um, you know, registering. But again, that's that's something that parents can start to do ahead of them leaving is, is to start that engagement process with their GPs locally and then encourage that to continue when they're away from home. Well, interestingly, I think even the advice that parents can say to their children that you know it's a source of information i think so many so many of us think of our gps as the person to go to when you're you've got a problem and and not just to 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 get information and actually we're not thinking of these young 18 year olds who who might not know where to turn um 
Absolutely, no, I completely agree, and particularly when everything is changing um, during those years, it's even more important that you know what's just normal emotion, what might be something a little bit more serious, and ways to protect your physical health, but also your mental health and your sexual health. Absolutely. Now, I, I know you're at the conference this weekend, Alison. Tell us a little bit about what you're going to be doing there. So I'm going to be talking to the students first and foremost, and I will drill down on confidentiality and consent because I think that is one of their big concerns and it's just to reinforce that whatever is discussed with health professionals is, is in confidence and that's um, something that we're duty-bound to uphold. Um, and I'll also run through a little bit about the role of the GP um, in promoting good health and as well as supporting in, in problems. Um, and then I'll, I'll be um, doing a workshop with professionals just to highlight some of the, um, again, some of the roles of the GP and in particular how um, we support people with um, mental health issues. That's fantastic. I really want to let's come back come back in January yeah. February because I want to talk to you particularly about the health provision for young people but sure. unfortunately we've run out of time that's fine thanks a million for joining us on the parent show Alison thank you for having me so that's Dr Alison Cowan and um, she'll be at the mental health conference this weekend and uh definitely book your ticket and get your slot to get in to see Alison now we're going to move quickly on to our next guest um, this evening and we have Josh Pellet, who is the head of Bright Futures UK. Hi, Josh. Hi, Seema. How are you doing? Great. How are you? Very well, thanks. It's lovely to have you on the parents' show. So we, we mentioned to our listeners earlier, but we'll just do a recap. So yours is the first organisation set up to support young people who are forced to take, out, take time out from education as a result of mental health um, or physical illnesses. Yep, absolutely. We're the first and only organisation to do this. And the fa you've worked with um, fantastic organisations, Great Ormond Street, UCLH, the Royal Free, Westminster and Chelsea. And um, you're developing programmes to support young people. Tell us a little bit about it. Absolutely. So when a young person uh, has to take time out of education for medical reasons, rightly so, the immediate concern is to support them medically, to make sure that they recover, to make sure they receive the correct treatment. Um, however, a lot of the other aspects of development within young people falls to the wayside because of this. And what we've done is we've created practical programs that look to support these young people in their recovery, in their transition out from education uh, to illness and then eventually back into whatever their normal life is. And can you, can you tell us a little bit about the kind of problems or situations that young people fall into? Absolutely. I mean, the, the problem range is so diverse. It really does depend on the individual. Um, and that's one of the reasons we do tailor each program to the young person we're, we're talking with. Um, from mental health, from physical conditions to start with, um, a lot of young people who don't receive the correct support, there, there can be um, avenues towards mental health complications. And this puts a greater pressure on their physical condition and obviously creates the complications of a mental health condition. Uh, with a lot of mental health patients, we find that there, there is not enough support given to help them get out of the situation they're in. Um, and the compounding issues such as pressures from education, pressures from friends, um, worries about future careers or prospects, they all kind of compound on the issue of the mental health problem. And without the correct support, it, it sort of builds up and builds up and builds up and almost 
uh, mentally crushes the young person to the point where they're so despondent with what uh, what what situations deal with that they're they're just lost within this system. And is there is the level of support different depending on whether it's mental health or physical illness? Absolutely, the, the level of support we offer to each young person, whether it's a mental health condition or physical condition, is completely dependent on the young person and their individual needs and wants. Um, obviously, we have to tailor that to specifics that a young person might need, uh, such as mobility issues, such as um, location issues, such as fatigue issues. Um, so th the support we offer to both mental health patients and physical, patient, physical health patients is very different, but with the same general theme that there are certain milestones that each young person has to hit at, at different ages. And can you... Tell us, I mean, our, our listenership, as, this, as the name says, are pr primarily parents. Can, can you tell us what we should be doing to support young people better? Um, yeah, the, the best thing to do with a young person in this situation is have a completely honest and upfront conversation with them. Um, in the majority of situations we've heard about, there's been programs or, or means of support suggested to young people. And when you're going through a medical condition, you're, you're not you're not completely aware of what's uh, open and, uh, and um, you can utilize. You're not really focused on that. Your focus is on getting better. So the question needs to be, what support do you need? It's as plain and simple as that, with no leading questions, with no kind of um, proposals as to what we can do to support them. Um, and that's one of the things that we as an organization really pride ourselves on, is the fact that we don't suggest programs to young people. We don't say you should be doing this or there's this opportunity that's available to you. We very simply and very plainly say, what do you feel is being most affected by your illness and what can we do to support you in that? So right. it gives them a great degree of independence about it. Absolutely. It, it puts the control and it puts the power back into their hands. Uh, into their hands. And at the end of the day, the only way that someone can overcome a mental health illness and support themselves properly with a physical illness is to feel in control of, of what's going on with them. So can you give us some examples, Josh, of what somebody might say, what a young person might say they do feel like they need um, that you can help them with? Absolutely. I mean, our, our main remit is uh, to support education and to make sure that the time missed at school doesn't creep up on you when you return and overwhelm you. So one of the situations we come into contact with the most is a young person wanting to continue with the school, really really having that desire, but not having the ability to go into school. Um, when work gets sent home to them, it's uh, a lot of work and they need to ask questions to teachers that don't have the time to, to spare for them. Um, so the biggest issue we, we, have in, uh, we come into contact with is how do I keep up with education? How do I keep up with my schoolwork? And when exams come round, what am I going to do at that point? Um, so that that's the largest reason. Uh, that's the largest issue we come into contact with, really. And 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 so, are you as part of your charity? Are, are you helping them contact the school or helping them? Do you facilitate that conversation between the school and and the young person um, to try to take some of that burden away from them? We have a, a number of different programs that we offer, and each one, as I mentioned, is tailored to the young person. So we have tutoring programs where we provide tutors to support the educational needs of young people. 
whether it be exam technique, whether it be covering content, whether it be homeschooling. Um, our tutoring program is very tailored to each of their situations. We also offer a mentoring program which covers a, a one-to-one session that we create. It can be anything from business mentoring, personal mentoring, uh, buddy systems, uh, and we also run workshops in our partner hospitals. And these workshops are about giving the control back to the young people, making them create their own social support networks so they can have the people to speak to without them being health professionals. Uh, and this really is about giving them independence and making them feel powerful enough to overcome whatever illness they're dealing with. Fantastic. What what a great service, honestly. Um, really, Josh, it's brilliant. Can you tell us what, uh, what you're going to be doing at the conference this weekend? Um, absolutely. So we are going to be talking at the conference and we're going to be talking to both teachers and parents about the issue of young people taking time out of education. The biggest issue regarding school that we find uh, from the school's perspective is they don't know what to do with a young person who falls into this category. Uh, They have limited resources, their teachers are already stretched with the national curriculums, and sending work home is about as far as they can go. Um, So teachers have no idea what to do and what the best level of support is for a young person. Um, And parents often struggle to find what information is out there to, to give them the best idea of what they can do for their child. Um, so it's all about raising awareness, um, making sure that people know what they can do and what they should be doing to support young people, whether it be a student, a friend or uh, um, a child. Uh, uh, sorry, a son or a daughter. Fantastic. So we'll be popping the Bright Futures UK website on our Facebook page, but more importantly, people need to come down and hear you at the weekend, Josh. And Definitely, come and listen. Hear that Because we haven't heard nearly enough from you, and I'm sorry to rush it, but it's just to give our, our listeners a taste and a kind of an insight into the, uh, the calibre of speakers this weekend. So thank you for joining us, Josh. No, thank you for having me. All the best. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Family life has its ups and downs, and at Neves Solicitors, we're here to help with all your legal matters. Whatever your circumstances, we know how to handle even the most delicate situations. Our experienced family law specialists offer friendly, sympathetic advice on everything from trust funds to property, from partnership breakdown to wills and probate. To arrange a free consultation, visit nevesolicitors.co.uk. Neve Solicitors, your complete legal solution. What's the best thing about being British? The last night at the Broms, a Mr. Whippy with a flake on top, a cup of tea and a custard cream. Well, we all know the answer to that. It's our great British music. The best of British plays the very best of our great British music from the Kinks to Kasabian, from the Rolling Stones to the Smiths. Hear the best of British with me, Dave Adcock, every Tuesday evening at 8 on 92.6 FM, Radio Verulam, and on Listen Again on RadioVerulam.com. The radio station for Sandridge, Sopwell and Park Street. 92.6 FM, Radio Verulam. Welcome back to The Parents Show on Radio Verulam 92.6 FM. And now we're in the last 10 minutes of the show. We'd like to introduce our next guest, um, Danielle Wallington. Hi, Danielle. 
Hi. How are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Great, great to have you on the Parents Show. So you've started a new company called Mill and Biz. Have I said it properly? Milk and Fizz, nearly. <laughs> well, that, not even close, Milk and Fizz. We'll get it right on the Facebook page. Tell, Explain to us where the name came from. Um, so I had my, um, my son two years ago um, and I... I kind of felt like I'd lost my identity a bit and didn't really feel like myself. Um, so I thought I would set up my own company after I couldn't return um, to my previous job on a, a kind of flexible basis. Um, I really dr- like drinking Prosecco. My son loved milk, so I thought it was a kind of perfect... And <laughs> perfect now it makes name. a lot more sense than <laughs> Mill and Biz. That's a brilliant name. I think there's probably a lot of parents out there who can relate to that. <laughs> So tell it's us. Nine o'clock, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, it's more than fine. So it's a, it's a membership club supporting entrepreneurial mums. Yeah, so there's um, two sides of it really. So there's the, the social side. So I do um, primarily events company um, where I kind of connect local mums through events and um, experiences. Um, with a glass of prosecco um, and a goodie bag, usually, um, and it's it's kind of chance to get mums together um, out of the house. Um, you know, most of them are in the evening, so they can socialise with other mums. Um, and some are informative, so we've got a few coming up where they they're going to hear from you know kind of professional speakers on different topics on sleeping or weaning or self care. Um, and then the milk and biz side is for mums who are running their own business. Um, or kind of at the stage where they're thinking of setting one up. Um, and we run weekly co-working sessions and monthly workshops, um, all to kind of help mums really in those, those first stages and, and giving a bit of support to them. Brilliant. They're two big, big ideas running mm. simultaneously. <laughs> I, I, I'd, I'd say it's busy times. Yes. Yeah, really busy. Um, I think these last couple of months actually have been um, my busiest so far. We had um, we had a really big event a few weeks ago at the, in partnership with the dressing room. Yeah. Um, it was all about um, kind of fashion and finding your body confidence after having kids. Um, and then we um, we had an event at the White Company the week after that, which was you know kind of meeting meeting other mums in business. Um, and then I've got a kind. Of, Three or four, four events, I think, now coming up until Christmas. So it's 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 non-stop at the minute. So I'm looking forward to Christmas Day. <laughs> Absolutely. Tell us a little <laughs> bit about the events coming up, or how can parents find out about them? Yeah. So the um, the next event I've got coming up is on Tuesday, um, and that's for either pregnant ladies or mums um, within that kind of first year after having children. Um, and it's all about self-care for new mums. Um, we've got a, a midwife and doula. Um, kind of coming to talk to, to mums about how to, you know, looking at ways of getting more time out and rest and nutritional advice, um, you know, all, all things to kind of help the mum because obviously all the concentration goes on the new baby when you when you first give birth, but obviously um, we need to look after ourselves as well at that time. So that's on Tuesday from 10 until 12 at St Paul's Church on Blandford Road. Lovely. Um, Tuesday 27th. Um, the... Um, next event after that is on Thursday at Casitas, um, and that's a baubles and bubbles workshop. So you can decorate your own baubles um, and take them away with you, and then we'll have some we'll have some prosecco and some nibbles and things like that. That's from half seven um, until half nine. Um, and then the last event we have is um, a Christmas party um, on the thirteenth of December at the Inn on the Park. 
um, in St Albans, and that's from half seven to half eleven. Um, so that's really good. We've got the whole venue for that, so we've got lots of um, kind of surprises coming up. We've got um, a DJ. It's, it's basically a mum's night out, really. That's great, <laughs> because I think one thing that you kind of underestimate that you miss coming up to Christmas is your work due when you're not working anymore, exactly. and everybody else is going off to work dues, and you're a mum, and it makes you, you kind of think, God, I really, I can't even have a work Christmas due, you know, so exactly. that's brilliant, perfect yeah, idea. missing that social side of it. So yeah, we just want to kind of bring people together and, and have a good night, really. Fantastic. So we'll pop your website. So uh, any details parents can find through your Milk and Fizz. So that's yeah. I mean, mate, um, so I'm on Instagram and Facebook. Um, at so the social the social side is at Milk and Fizz, and um, the business side is at Milk and Biz. Um, so hopefully that's <laughs> easy to remember. Nice. Um, but Instagram and Facebook, or um, the website, which is www.milkandfizz.co.uk. Fantastic. I, th- I think I've just popped that up on our Facebook great. page. But um, great. So we'll have to get you back, Danielle, and talk to yes. you in more detail about it. Um, yeah, that'd be great. Soon. But busy times at the Mental Health Conference. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Thanks a million for joining us on The Parent Show. Okay, thanks very much. All the best, Danielle. Bye. So that's Danielle um, Wallington from uh, Milk and Fizz. Gosh, I got that name really wrong, didn't I? Well, yeah, but we've got it now, so that's okay. And and some really good events coming up. So uh, The thing is, the website's making me really thirsty. There's a huge glass of Prosecco staring at me now. Well, there was definitely a theme there, Prosecco, wasn't there? And, <laughs> and, and changing, but going back to some of the speakers that we've already heard tonight, there was definitely a theme, I think, with with uh, with Dr. Alison Cowan and with Josh there, talking about being up front with, with young people. Um, I really got that message across, and I think that actually going to the conference this weekend and being able to hear other experts give that kind of it's invaluable really advice for parents um it's it's you know could really make a difference between if you feel stuck or actually just preparing you for something you don't know that's going to be ahead in you know with parenting absolutely you never never know what's around the corner unfortunately so let's just pop back um to the woman of the moment herself, Debbie. Um, you, you've you been uh, patiently sitting here. Um, you must feel so confirmed in hearing the speakers now and just thinking, God, I've got great people coming to St. Albans this weekend. Oh, I absolutely knew that. And, and I, I cannot say how grateful I am to all these people who... None of these people are being paid. Yeah, it's amazing. Everyone has flown in at their own expense. They are doing this for our community. I think we all know somebody who has been affected by loss in this community. We're doing everything we can to make sure that never happens again. Um, look, if anyone out there wants to come to the conference, please know, just come along. Uh, even if you can't be there for the day, come and soak up the atmosphere and, and get what you can. It's so reasonable. I mean, you could easily just come paid 25 pounds come for two sessions that that's it come for one session pick the one thing that you want to do i mean the truth is i think people will come there and just they won't be able to leave because it's too valuable so links on our website on our facebook page debbie have have a great weekend thank you neve solicitors are proud to sponsor the parent show the friendly team at neves includes specialists who can guide you through all the legal ups and downs of family life Visit nevesolicitors.co.uk. Neve Solicitors, your complete legal solution.